to the Phobos Militia Hobbycast. Today, talking fucking vinyl, that, like, music is a huge aspect to both of our lives. Aside from even just the main vinyl thing, like, we both play music. Like, we've played music, we've done all aspects of that. We've done bands, we've been in band back in the day on drum lines and crazy-ass shit. And, like, it's like, it goes deep. <laughs> If you think of like an analogy to that, it's kind of like if a game designer, what games does he like? Yeah. Like a, a musician, what music do they like? So Exactly, and it goes to show why like the stuff we're going to talk about with the vinyl episode, what's like drawn us to this medium, you know, aside from, you know, the um everything picking up now in the community where like vinyls making a huge resurgence, like we've been doing it for way longer as like everything seems to happen. We typically get into it like five years before it gets crazy. Like, <laughs> ahead of the curve, ahead of the curve. I love it though. Cause like by the time vinyl got crazy, like my collection was up to 500 or something like insane. Like God. <laughs> yeah. You're already good. Pretty much <sighs> fucking crazy. But like, yeah, I know we want to go into why vinyl. Oh, yeah. How it all started in the beginning. Exactly. Like, what makes vinyl better than MP3s or CDs or that aspect? What makes it more special? Maybe why they're hitting right now more than in the past decade or so. I know you're saying something about, like, it's a true analog, lossless medium yeah because i mean you have the digital age is really um the wave file the wav file is probably the most lossless you can get they say the vinyl playing it the very first time is the greatest sound you can ever pretty much get yeah lossless most lossless sound you can get so that's one big thing about it so it it's funny how old that technology is, but yet it's still the best in a lot of ways. Absolutely. You have the issue with vinyl, too, where people who are careless, you're having a party, or you bump the table. or Scratch. Yeah, you get a scratch, and that scratch will like never go away. Oh, especially if it like gets into the grooves, like cross groove, and then you get like a little bump, and it's like fucked from there. So there's a finality to it, too, which reflects the maturity of the user. Yeah. It's more for, like, adults. I mean, the other aspect is, too, is, like, 
when you go hunting for vinyl, if it's in like a really hot climate area and they're not stored properly, like there's warpage. Oh man. Like really bad warpage. And then you get the song styles to sound. Yeah, you can hear it. I was moving my head when you did that. (laughs) (laughs) I guarantee you everybody else was too. (laughs) You can see it. Like you can see the vinyl if you look. Kind of like mm-hmm. with your head tilted at a at a level, you can see it. It's like oh jeez. It's like when you're looking on a computer, like a wave, like visually, like it going up and down. Like that's what it does on the vinyl, and it follows it. <laughs> like when you play it. Yeah, so there's that finality to it yeah. as well, um, which is the one downside because I mean people are gonna pay, you know, fifteen to twenty to thirty bucks. For like a brand new vinyl. Which is crazy. Yeah, so you can't really afford to like mess it up. Exactly. Yeah, so you have to be in the it has to be in the right hands. But now the the reason why it's so expensive, the reason why it's so great, what we have to look into. But I think first we need to start with like how we got into vinyl. Absolutely. And uh, the whole story. So I'll just start at the very beginning with the music. We were both in band. In oh, school. yeah. So that's how we kind of learned music. And um, really, I was thinking, like, the school systems that we had were really good because they had all these programs for us, and they kind of, you know, like, shepherded us toward our interests. And yeah. they, they promoted that. And thinking about that, like, we were really lucky. We were really fortunate. I just remember, like, a, a classic time, like, Cause mine, like the summer was the major time. My school didn't have a football team, so there was no like football games to play. But like summer, we did our marching um, parades, and like we were both drum lines at different schools, which are like twenty minutes apart. And I remember you came over and were playing bass drum while I was playing quads, and we were just marching around like doing crazy cool. shit. Like I, at my school, though, like who would let another kid from a different school just come and fucking jam? Like it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, because Munster was totally anal. And in high school, uh, we had a teacher Mrs. Douglas, and she had all these awards. So everything she was doing was basically like trying to add to her repertoire of like, oh. awesomeness. Yeah, so we were just little pawns. But once she left, because the first year that I got there was like the decline of her uh, reign, basically. Her reign of terror. Yeah, <laughs> they hated us because we were like the freshmen and we basically like, ruined everything. Sounds like sounds like your MO, Kyle. Ruin yes. the world. Fuck it all up. Fucking ruiner of worlds. I Fuck love up it. the machine. Exactly. the machine. They were in first place in everything and all of a sudden it was like wasn't happening anymore. All of a sudden, Kyle left. shows up. <laughs> yes. That ruined everything. Then she left. So the fact that she left was proof, too. Like, she's like, fuck this school, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so then we got this other guy, and he was this clunky idiot, and it was awesome. Clunky idiot? <laughs> he didn't even know what was going on. Here's the beauty of, like, the double-edged sword, though. So it's like, you had this crazy teacher, but we were, like, so good. We were, like, militant. Oh, yeah. And then you had this other teacher comes in, and we were horrible, but yet we had fun. 
So, like, everything has, like, two sides. That's the thing, though, is that you put forth all the effort. Like, it's the same thing when you're, like, master running a video game or anything like that. Like, the more you play it, the less fun it is because you're grinding it out to the point of insanity. But, like, just playing for fun and fucking around, you might not do as good, but you'll have a good time. And, yeah, and really that, that looseness of that second teacher was like the Hanover guy was like loose like that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we know, we, we, the thing was is that like my school comparative to yours, mine, like we graduated 100 kids. We're a tiny fucking school. Amazing. So like, we didn't really have all those competitive aspects, but when we would go to like a competition, like we would do pretty good, like on the orchestra side, but like, we didn't do any like militant style things until i got to college then it got crazy <laughs> yeah college is a whole different god that was fun <laughs> it was fun though <laughs> i didn't even i didn't even do the college thing so that's off to you on that oh, that's when i moved over to guitar and bass and got into radio broadcasting and audio editing and fun shit and audio editing comes hand in hand with Vinyl. <laughs> Come full circle after we went down the river, drowning. <laughs> so, um, basically, uh, my real quick story is just uh, my parents knew. I, I've always been an art person, so I just love like covers of music albums. Oh yeah, you know, like Master of Puppets. It just like stood out to me. I was like, oh, my God, I was like I have to get this. This is, and then like you know, all the other Metallica albums of that time. When I was a kid, born in 83, so, you know, Ride the Lightning was out, and uh, Kill Em All, and it was just kind of like, and Justice for All had an amazing cover, too. Oh, Justice was awesome. Yeah, and I just gravitated toward that artistry. Same with, like, um, video games with, you know, like the NES games, the the cover art, which we had an episode. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We had our VGBS episode on that, and then... um, also, just like even like Magic the Gathering card games or like uh, comic books or books oh, yeah. in general. You just love the fucking art movies. Love the cover art. Like the old horror movies, they already have those like drawn cover art. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like Dawn of the Dead and stuff. You know, um, Army of Darkness had some awesome ones. And, th- and that was the thing, like, that's kind of why, like, once. I started getting crazy into the video game collecting. I also got crazy into vinyl and Laserdisc at the same time because the art is, like, huge on all of those. Yeah. And they were a dollar at the time. Like, everything was a buck. Yeah, it was cheap. And uh, it's kind of like how CDs are now. For anyone listening, like, get CDs now because they're going up. And they actually are. I've seen because a lot of them are out of print now. Oh, okay, because I was like, because I don't think that, like, CDs are making a comeback. I think it's more so that collectors that are trying to get all of one band, that their favorite band or something. And if they're obscure, like, your Norwegian like, oh. black metal or, like, Nail Bomb or something, like... Oh, that shit's going to be through the roof. Yeah, it's like 20, 25 bucks for the CD and stuff. It's going to go up, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it's kind of like with vinyl, though, which is, they sell, like, 12 inch by 12 inch posters like they sell just piece of paper that you can like put in a frame right like online that's basically what the vinyl is except it actually is the music ingrained in this you know yeah and i mean i know you've even taken it one step further where you framed a lot of your actual vinyl which is awesome 
Sometimes I'll take the vinyl out. Because there's a thing, too, where there's, there's like, a, a skinny puppy, uh, one of the first, like, industrial bands with, like, Frontline Assembly and stuff like that. They have a album that's, like, it's not released on a CD. It's not released on a tape. So you can't get it anywhere else. So you can only get it on that vinyl. Nice. So that, like, I'll uh, take that out, vinyl out, put it in its own little, like, holder, and then I'll just put that, frame that or something. So sometimes the frame doesn't actually have the vinyl. Most of the time it does. If I can, I'll, I'll get a double. Well, is it, is it easy to open the frame to get the vinyl out if you want to listen to it? Uh, yeah, it's pretty easy, um, but you can't really tell the vinyl's in there once it's all framed up anyway, so that's the other thing. I would almost just, like, have, like, a little, like, little vinyl shuffler thing that you could have them all out then. You could do that. I, I, that's what I probably would do once I, yeah. once I start framing some, because I haven't done any frames yet, but, like, because cause I like to listen to my vinyl, like, that's the thing, I don't really even listen to MP3s anymore, I listen to vinyl. That's the main thing that... Um, John, our uh, buddy, he's so he went nuts with the framing, like to another level. Yeah, and, and John's mo is music. That's we mentioned him on VGBS a few times. Like John is the yeah. music master. Like that's, that's his passion. True. Like yeah. top. Um, yes, but it's Absolutely. funny because like, well, well, what's interesting? He's he had this whole room full of vinyl framed, so he has like a whole music room with all framed vinyl. Mm-hmm. But now it's like overspilled into the hallway and then it's actually <laughs> overspilled into the living room so what i'm seeing whole house, eventually the house. whole house because he 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 works union steel he gets paid like shit ton union steel and no yeah, uh, kids double time like 16 hour like yeah well you know what i mean though like he has no wife no kids like no girlfriend kids are expensive man London's worth every dollar, but like it's still she's expensive. It's, it's <laughs> for him. It's overspilled and it's gotten out of hand of with the oh, uh, yeah. the framing aspect. But that's just something that's really important with music is having the whole package, like having the awesome art, having the awesome song titles, and then actually having the great music. And then it's, it just adds to the immersive experience. It's like video games, you know. Oh yeah. Now now John has all his records in. The frames, though, right? Well, the thing with him, I was telling him to get a... He's working on... He's going to get, like, a badass record player. So we're going to have to look into yeah. it. But, like, I I am always playing my records, so... He should almost get, like, a record jukebox, like, so he could, like, put them all in there, and then it just... You could just choose it, and it'll sort it. That'd be badass, man. Fuck he yeah, they have them. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, he has to afford it, and he has the space. Yeah. It'd be perfect. Like, your house is max. Like, there's no room for a giant record player. Like, you have the Crosley. It's a little perfect little treat, and it works. Yeah, and for him, he would rather have it loud. See, I actually don't. I prefer it softer because I yeah. can hear it better. Um, he's, like, loud. He just likes everything, like, turned up fucking 11, you know? Well, with, with the Crosley, too, though, it doesn't have the best speaker system to turn up really loud. Whereas, like, my giant, you know, table one that I have, I have the big console record player. Like, that one, the speakers have, like, the tubes in them old school style. So I could turn them up super loud, and it's rich. No, that's the problem with me. Like, that's yeah. where the neighbors start calling, like. Oh, yeah, you're in a condo. Like, I have a house. Like, so I can do what I want. That's that's <laughs> where it hit, like, a, 
that's where the Crosley was perfect for my situation. Oh, it, it definitely is. And I mean, that's the thing. What's great though is that like, yeah, I like being in my own world, like over here. Like, it's it's the base for all people listening. It's the base that's the issue. So if you find a way to just lower the base, it's fine. You can have as loud as you want. Um, yeah. Which is the thing with the Crosley, where if I I changed out the needle, like a better needle, like a diamond tip needle. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Just change out the one that it came with. It's already, I've had it for a few years, so it's getting old anyway. But that also it increases the volume. Absolutely. Just get a better needle, and that'll make it sound better. But the Crosley um, all-in-one package deal, with the CD and the cassette, is really nice because... Yeah, there is a max volume at some level, so it doesn't get like too out of hand. What's crazy too about the Crosley is like originally they were a hundred bucks at like Walmart and, and Target, sure, yeah. but like recently, like every time we go to Second Avenue, which is like a Goodwill out here, but it's just like a big warehouse, I see them for like less than twenty bucks. Less than twenty bucks? Holy fuck! Oh, oh yeah, I've seen like ten of them. Like every time I see That's them. That's nuts. Like, I was asking Andrew, I'm like, you want to get another one? She's like, well, we don't use our Crosley that we have because we have the console player. Yeah, that one's awesome, too, though. <laughs> well, well, it's, like, it's old school, like, and we have, like, we went we went away in our main living room from displaying DVDs or records or anything. There's, like, no, like, media displayed because I always feel like in your living room space, if I can have my video games everywhere on the walls, like, might as well just have it all like minimalistic out there so like you have the stuff up on the on the mantles or like your family pictures and shit and then everything else is like minimalistic and then like in our we have like a double closet so in the one closet though is like it's filled with our blu-ray and our vinyl and our laser discs that leads into storage too which is another huge thing yeah i guess first like we should guess we should talk about like how we got into it Absolutely. Very beginning. Um, then we'll go into storage after that, and I have it on our checklist here too. Awesome. A second. So um, basically, yeah. So with all the album covers and everything, long story short, on my end. So my, oh, my long story short. <laughs> <laughs> so my awesome. <laughs> so my, my parents, um, they came across. So they had the frame vinyl. They came across the frame that was like double wide, so it's like 12 by 24. The vinyl is actually not 12 by 12. It's like 12.5 by 12.5 or something like that. Yeah. So if you get a 12 by 12 frame, it actually won't fit into it. You have to get a little bigger. But um, the 12 inch is the vinyl itself, so the package has to be bigger to fit the vinyl in it. Therefore, that's where people get that mixed up. So don't get a 12 by 12 frame. It's not going to fit. <laughs> so that's, nope. A lot of people make that mistake, though. So the other thing is, um, so yeah, my parents got, so let's just say a 12.5 inch frame by 25 inches would be for, you could actually pull the album out like a gatefold. And, and just, and display the vinyl and the album cover. The whole thing. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And, uh, they got me one for the, they had Pink Floyd, the animals album, which is my favorite Pink Floyd album. Oh yeah. Next to which we were here and. Saucer Bowl Secrets and Dark Side, that whole era is like ridiculous. And the wall. Fuck, they're all good. <laughs> they're all good. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it's on the line. And this one. And this one. And they had the Zeppelin IV with the old man on top of the mountain. Hell yeah. And they framed those for me. 
So that was my beginning. I didn't start playing them yet until Jeff and I we had like an awesome summer. Oh my god! Like crazy, but we'll get into which, that. Yeah, we'll get into that when I get into mine. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's hear how you got it. So, like my background, like I did the military thing and deployed. Got all my shit back though, because um, when I deployed, I was overseas so i was in germany and you you don't get it, all your stuff like you turn it all in goes into something called non-temporary storage so when i got back i went to miami florida for my first you know area when i moved back to the states and when i moved to florida i got all my stuff and it was like christmas so i started rekindling like every aspect of things so i started heavy collecting in the video games again even though i never got rid of anything like i got a crap ton of games and i'm like shit well i just need to start getting them all and um the same thing with music like i had my cd collection and so i started going around to flea markets and you know that's when i started dating my now wife and and you know we've been married over 6 years now and it's like um we started going around the flea marketing and we would constantly find vinyl so i'd just pick them up for a dollar like it's a freaking buck like who cares yeah. like I freaking get Pink Floyd for a dollar, Hendrix or whatever, and it was yeah. like Beatles or it was good albums, like stuff that I consider like amazing albums, classics. Yeah, and it's like so we just pick up everything that looked decent, like we didn't care. So we were getting like stuff that was okay even, and we would pick it up, and we ended up with like three to five hundred vinyl before we moved, <laughs> and it was like insane to the point where. I think we filled up like eight milk crates filled with vinyl or some shit. And so like we when we got out to Indiana when we had the classic Kyle times, like like we were just at the peak of vinyl collecting. And this is still way before things started to become popular, because we're we're years before that still. And so that's when, you know, Kyle would come out every freaking at least once a month was it every other week or at least once a month i can't remember it's a little bit of both we tried every other week yeah because i was trying to get out to you and you were trying to get out to me and then little little london happened so i couldn't go out as much and plus you had the pool and yes. the awesome backyard so and the flea markets were all by you too yeah, so like we would go yard sailing because the yard sales were crazy out in that area, and we'd go to like nuts. flea markets, but we'd go to like these indoor ones down in Indianapolis, and it was like crazy though because we would find vinyl, video games, we'd find everything, and the vinyl was amazing. The laser discs was was the other crazy thing because people would charge a buck for the laser disc because they just assume they're vinyl. Yeah, that was the time when it was they were dumping it. The, the irony was, is just recently I found another 30 Laserdiscs for like $2 a piece out at like one of our little Second Avenue places. Like, so I, I picked up a couple, like, cause we don't, cause, cause the thing is, is that after shit got out of control out there, like we had to move. So we started like really paring down and getting rid of like the non-essential vinyls. That's really the, the issue where they're so big. And they're really heavy, too, because paper in general is heavy. So, you know, like that cardstock type. So it's it's going to be heavy, you know, like the more you get. Um, so I remember, like, you had those shelves and everything. 
Yeah. Eventually, you had so many on the shelf that they were starting to, like, bow. Bow. And also, um, with the melt crates, it's kind of like, they fuck up the vinyl, though. It's the crate yes, itself. they do. Yeah. Because the crate's harder than the cardboard vinyl, so it leaves a little imprint on the, the cardboard, which sucks. And it, it could also warp the vinyl a little bit if you leave it too long. Like, that's the other thing. So, so we went, I think we're down to, like, around a couple hundred now vinyl. So, yeah, you've just pared it down to, like, the essentials? Oh, absolutely essentials. Like, it's, like, only the, the very classic albums. The thing is, is we still have so many that it's amazing. And then, like, anything, like, newer we hold on to as well. So, like, for example, you get us something, like, it's typically brand new. Like, the stuff we've been paring down is, Stuff from a flea market that might be a little warped or like, like, like musty flea market trash, like, like, cla- like, <laughs> the cla- musty is another oh. big thing. Like, oh my god, that's oh my god. <laughs> you go to a Goodwill and go look through the vinyl, or look, look through all the fucking Inkleberg, Humperdinck fucking albums. I think it like heightened my, uh, I used to have like a dust mold allergy. I think it like killed that off. <laughs> <laughs> they exposed to like all that it gets bad and that that's where I do recommend like the protector get the, um, the sleeve protectors are like a must because also, it's a must to get rid of the must <laughs> literally yeah because when you also when you touch it you get that like feel on your hands oh it's like grody yeah, yeah. <laughs> like your, your fingers get all chalky yeah so you exactly that's a great Way to describe it. Wear gloves, like rubber gloves, when you go through Goodwill. (laughs) (laughs) Wear rubber gloves. Not gonna touch it. (laughs) Yes, I bet some people do to like super OCD people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The thing that I heard now, though, is that, like, vinyl is partially responsible for the resurgence of, like, physical music again. Yeah, because, like, the CDs started falling so bad. Because of MP3s and stuff, because MP3s yeah. are the same, essentially. But, like, yeah, like, vinyl, though, is, like, something that basically there's, like, a whole collector community that, you know, same ones that collect video games. Like, there's 
and play and drink like homebrew beer, you got your vinyl collectors too, where they just it could they go crazy for it to the point where you know it's like become a big thing and like the other aspect which is hilarious to me is the video game vinyl. Well, that's amazing, dude. And it's starting to get What's really crazy big. about it is like it's getting huge like you're yeah. saying, but it's like when we talked about earlier like it's the the pure analog sound, well, you're ripping from a digital medium to analog. So it's still digital and sound like it's not like it's not going to be like that still going to be a sample like a mp3 or something but on a disc like the source yeah like the master file yeah i know what you're saying (laughs) that's true it's still digital it's not it's not recorded in analog like it's a good point though yeah but it's still awesome to have a giant mega man vinyl or like the really cool one, the latest one I got was from a band called Bit Brigade that plays metal music while they beat the games. And I got a Mega Man, a Mega Man, I think it's two, might be three, but I think it's Mega Man 2 freaking Bit Brigade vinyl. Yeah, that's amazing. Fucking amazing. That's like, what you, it's like a must have. You see that? Gotta get it. I mean, there's no like two doubts about it. Like I knew I had to have it. I knew I had to have it. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with that is though, I mean, you're not going to tell the losslessness unless you have, like, a super awesome system and you're a super, like, audio snob. Well, that's the thing, like, for us, like, we already talked about our backgrounds. Like, we have a highly musical background, and it doesn't even really bother us that much. Because with the podcast, if I have it at 128 kilobytes per second or 320 kilobytes per second, it's it's just a little louder. Yeah. Because I've compared the wave files the 320 is a little louder that's it yeah and that's the thing like audio files like they just get crazy for the sake of getting crazy i mean it's the same with video files and i think like people are starting to get burned out on that aspect too because going for the higher super high quality that's why we're going back to vinyl it's also why like DVDs are still around when there's a Blu-ray out there, and now there's like an ultra Blu-ray with a 4K TV. Like, yeah, I don't think that many people have upgraded to 4K because even when they announced like new 4K players, like the Sony, the new Sony PlayStation, like there's people like, well, I don't have a TV for that. Like, I think people are starting to shy away. Like, maybe we're all getting retro-minded or something. It's like, how much can you polish a turd anyway? You know. Well, and that's the thing. Like, and. The other aspect is, is like, is it going to be that much better? The VHS quality, there's a warmth to that. There is. That's why I like the like pr- the preservation you're doing for the the vinyl, like the VHS. Oh yeah. To video, like doing that preservation still keeps that warmth because you're doing yeah. a VHS recording directly. Yeah. Because cause like you could just go and download the freaking movie on the internet, but it's going to be like a direct rip, which would be pristine. However, ripping that old kung fu movie off of VHS has the classic view of it, and you'll always get that classic view every time on the digital. It's like perfect. Something about it. Yeah, and that's the same thing you get from listening to a vinyl. Is like exactly. there's something about listening to vinyl music, the the warmth of it, and like going through like a console player like I have, where you have like the the tubes that have to heat up to give it the warm sound like the music sounds richer through through vinyl player like it's insane like it's an, it's not even comparable to like 
listening to an MP3 from Pandora. <laughs> yeah, it's like that dark chocolate rich, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and um, so really with storage, yeah, you gotta get the get some protectors. Oh yeah, the little sleeves are a must. I mean, we do the same thing with other mediums. Like you might as well put all your essentials in a sleeve. And they're like cheap. They're a couple couple, couple per buck. Like was it twenty five cents a piece or? Um, yeah, there's um. What I'd recommend though, uh, Sleevey Wonder. Sleevey Wonder, yes. <laughs> they're like twenty five for ten bucks free shipping. They're totally transparent. They don't tear. So they're non-tear, totally transparent. Yeah, there isn't there like a thickness for the sleeves. I always get the thickest ones. What I get for his, he has like loose, and then there's you know like normal, and then there's like tight fit. Like jeans, yeah. Loose fit, I always do. Tight fits like exactly the size of the vinyl. It's like almost too tight. Medium's like okay. Tight fits tough because, like, as some people know, like not every vinyl is just a, a single. So when you well, get like a, the other thing. a double wide. It's like fuck. If you want to, if you have a double LP, you need a, a loose fit. So the thing is, I also don't like the tight fit ever. Well, and if it if it's too tight, the and the cardboard's slightly oversized because you know people are just producing these vinyl. They're not necessarily all at the same plant. Like if it's a little too tight, it's gonna warp your freaking cover. Exactly. This one Hendrix album I have, it's like longer than most other albums. Like just the width of it, slightly, you know. And and like in a like if it is, and you put it in a tight fit. Like, that cardboard's going to bow. Yeah, so it'll warp. So you actually just want a loose fit because it's the best. Um, for that reason, you're not going to be, like, messing with all this stuff. And it's nice to have a little space in there. It's a, it's a great justification for that. Like, the medium's probably okay for a standard, but why take a chance? Yeah, and a lot of albums are double uh, LP now because, you know... They're just well, longer. Well, because, like, people are... Like, the guys that are taking the bands, that are taking the time to release the shit on vinyl, they want it to be, like, a special thing nowadays. So they're gonna add, like, little booklets and two discs and a bunch of craziness because they can. And stuff has changed, too. Like, the amount of time you can put on a single side of vinyl has increased. Like, the lines are getting, like, smaller in between the, the layers, you know? The only problem with that is is that you're using newer tech on antiquated players that might scratch it or, you know, you never know. And the other thing is I have had, I got a, uh, a sealed Dark Throne album and it actually had the um, broken record thing where about at the end of the second side before the last song, it hit a spot where it kept like going over and over and over again. Nice. That's terrible. But it was sealed. That's crazy. Yeah, so it's not like I bought it used. With our older player, I actually have like a little amiibo stand thing that I put on it to to hold it down because the the needle is like a little too light. It's lighter than the Crosley, so anything that has any kind of speck of dust, it'll skit. Yeah. So I have to add a little weight to it. I don't like press down on it hard to like, to fix a record, but we put a little weight on it so that yep. way it forces it to keep moving. My mom said she had like a nickel on hers. Yeah, exactly. My yeah. parents, I think, had a nickel on theirs too, and their old console. So that's really interesting. That's where I learned that from. Yeah, little <laughs> tricks, you know. 
Yeah, and I mean, I've replaced the needle and all that too, of course. But. Yeah, it's it's the arm, like it's the tension. Mm-hmm. It's actually yep. better that way because it's not um, as heavy on it, so it's not like grinding the fucking record as it plays. Yeah, yeah, we literally pulled that out of a like my wife bought that with a purpose. She was going to repurpose it, make it like green and and like hollow it out, make it like a little like book cabinet or something. And then we got it, and it was like a perfectly mint record player that was in this old, dude, old dude's basement. Like it was like kept clean for like forty years. And we're like, we can't get rid of this. This is amazing. So like we, that's how we got our. And it was like ten dollars or something too. Like it was, it was stupidly cheap. And I, I just remember thinking that old man was gonna keel over helping me put, pick that up, go up the stairs with it because my wife didn't help. <laughs> oh jeez. Cause well, she can't lift, so it was like hilarious. I had this old dude help me. His last act in life. <laughs> <laughs> help, me, help me expand my auditory horizons. That'd be a good last act for me. I think. I mean, I'd, I'd be good to go out like that. To helping people out, yeah. For some vinyl. I love, I love helping people. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I guess for stores, you like the S and J stereo. He has like these bins where you can get like three dollar vinyls and sometimes less but he has these three dollar bins for the most part the other thing for stores is i still use that same shelf that was bowed i just flip the shelves over so that's bowed the other way and <laughs> even now <laughs> yeah and he he uses like wood he has like wood crates like huge wood crates and in, in my opinion if you're a serious vinyl collector Either use wood crates like he's doing, or just build something with some old two by fours, yeah, and just like yeah. and just like use a really heavy two by four, or actually not even two by eight, do like two by eight, and like you just have a two by eight across two by fours. That shit won't bow, especially if you lay two by fours across the two by eight to keep it give it supports. And you can just lay the vinyls out as long as you want. You can make the shelves as big as you want. And, be like super hardcore if as long as you're not moving anywhere, you can make some really classic hefty heavy duty freaking cabinetry for it. Like, I, the, just make it your own. That's the best part about vinyl. Well, and it's like we we have the like our movie and like game rental rooms and displays. Oh yeah. So you can do it like that. Like, kind of make like a how I envision it. If I had a basement, I'd make like a vinyl store display. It would almost be like you were walking into a vinyl store. It would have the you know, the two-by-four cabinets. Yeah, you could just, like, have it by letter and just, like, flip through it. Yeah, like, how cool would that <laughs> be, amazing. you know? That would be amazing. Honestly, all you would need is, like, all you would need is, like, a little corner in, in yeah. like, a room somewhere, and you could hard. do a smaller version of it. That's, like, nostalgia to the max. Dude, that would be perfect. Like, and the thing is, is that there's so many places that in, the, in a few years, like, some place might be selling those. Like when they're moving or something or going out of business, like you just buy up one. You don't have to buy up all of them, just one and put it somewhere. That'd be perfect. Yeah. I mean, with me, I have freaking hundreds of vinyl. It'd be tough, but like still only display what you want. Yeah, I have like about 300, so it's not easy. Yeah, you're. I think you, you surpassed us now that we've eliminated a bunch. I think you're well beyond us now. And I've gotten rid of some, like, shitty stuff, too. So all, all my stuff's, like, good. So you ask me yeah. everything, like, everyone has will get vinyl that's, like, you know, they could get rid of because it's... Because it was cheap. Yeah, like, when I eventually when I started getting into it, 
more and more, my parents just had a whole corner of a room just with a bunch of vinyl in it. So I would just go and like look through it and oh, I'll find some craft work or Smallman Brothers, some Boston, <laughs> cool, cool, you know, Steppenwolf, oh, yeah. you know, whatever, Beatles, all that. So yeah, you do just come across and I would just grab a few and go home and listen to them, you know, smoke out and chill or whatever for the night. But yeah, I mean, that was like how I really, then I started listening to it. And the, as you were hanging out, like you mentioned before, yeah, Plymouth, then it kind of spurred me. Like, I enjoyed the physical aspect. So I think we should talk about, like, just the physicality of it. Well, it's like you can't, you can't just put on music and then it plays all night. That's what people do now with Pandora or, like, MP3s on their computer. You can just create a playlist and let it go for, like, a fucking week now or a month straight. Like, mm-hmm. never have to touch it. Whereas vinyl... You have to be involved with it. It's a centerpiece of your evening, of your weekend. Like, like you said, it was like twenty minutes or twenty to thirty minutes max on the side. So, yeah. within twenty minutes, you got to go physically flip it or switch out the discs. And as you said, it's a mature thing because you got to handle the discs and not scratch the fuck out of it. Like, so it was, it was one cool thing when we were hanging out is like we would just basically chill around the vinyl play music, listen to it, enjoy it, and tell fucking stories. We were basically having our own VGBS and Phobos Militia every fucking week. Every every month we would do one where we were just chilling, making good times, drinking beer and whiskey and brandy. <laughs> What's so cool about how you say that um, chilling around the vinyl, telling stories, like oh, chilling yeah. around the fire. Oh, yeah. And the vinyl is warm. Yeah, we've never been like a sit around the bonfire outdoorsy people like like usually when it starts to get too dark out we um the bugs come out we go inside like fucking bugs oh yeah like right now it's mosquito world it's horrible zika massacre yeah we can't even enjoy ourselves outside so it's like we go inside but um but that's what we would do is we would hang out inside and just chill around it and my vinyl player when we were in plymouth was on top of the bar so we, we had the bar, the vinyl right there. We would listen to the music and just freaking chill. It was great. And I, I noticed that we would hang out there where the vinyl and the laser disc player was. And, like, my video games were in the basement at the time. So we were going through, like, a huge, like, musical phase at the time. It's pretty cool how things come around. Yeah, and it, it's also cool how you eventually, like, perfect the collection. Oh, yeah. Where it's like you get rid of the stuff that's you don't really listen to a lot, or that you'll never listen to because you've skipped over it a hundred times. Yes, it's like all right, well we don't need this. Like, what do we really need? So, I guess we'll move on to uh, just like prices are like coming down though. I noticed really just starting to get more affordable. They used to be you know twenty to thirty. Now you're starting to see like ten to twenty range. Well, I think what happened was is that. You know, vinyl was a niche of a niche thing. There, Nobody was making them. Every once in a while, you would see a vinyl. Like, it was a big special thing that you would see it at, like, the mall at, like, a music store or something. And then it started to pick up. So, like, when you would see it at the mall, it would be, like, 40 bucks for a freaking vinyl or something. Yeah. And, th- and then when it started to become popular and you would see the Metallicas and the Foo Fighters and the big bands putting out their vinyl, like... All right, so now it's like 20 or 30. It's still a special thing. You're still getting 
two discs or three discs. Like, it's a big, ridiculous thing. Yeah. And then now, like we were saying, like, the music industry is hitting a rebound because of analog vinyl. I think now you're seeing a lot of, sing like, smaller, like, normal albums, and all the prices are starting to come down. And even, like, the doubles and everything, like, like basically the market is kind of evening itself out reasonably, which is pretty amazing, actually. And it shows that vinyl's here to stay, honestly. Yeah, I think it, it, it really is. There's no stopping it at this point. And, and even if it does, we have so many that it's like, we're set. It's amazing. <laughs> That's the other thing about just always collecting and always adding to your collection. Exactly. I, I wonder, like, with the newer vinyl, like they're doing a quote-unquote remaster of this or remaster of that. So say they release, like, Blizzard of Oz remastered. Uh-huh. Is it better to have the remastered on vinyl, or is it better to have the original, original vinyl? I'm sure there's both camps to that. Yeah, it's like the original trilogy versus the, you know, the the special editions. Like, is there, is there, is it like the audiophiles like the the remaster because it sounds more like the original, or do they like not want the they want the untouched original release? Like they like it's meant to be heard the first time you heard it in the record store or on the radio. Yeah, and that's why I think the original will always have the ultimate value. Yeah, it's interesting though. So, there's something about a crisp, sealed album too, because you know, as a buyer, there's no scratches. Oh, and that's the hard part collecting yeah. used vinyl is that yeah. like we've dealt with go so many headaches. So the headaches of vinyl. Yeah, it's just like you deal with when you go buy a new one. It's like, all right, when I get it home, there's a chance that it's going to be warped as shit. Or like, cause you, you look at it, but like it still can have a slight warp and you won't be able to see it really. Or it might have a hair scratch somewhere that you didn't really see or might be a little dirty, so then you gotta clean it like thoroughly, like thoroughly, thoroughly. Yeah. I mean, there's there's all those aspects, and you know, then of course you got like all the packaging. It might be missing the wrong insert for the sleeve because you have the the cardboard box, and then you have the sleeve for the record. Yeah, and that's something I actually want to go into. Yeah. So when. My parents gave me all their vinyl. There was a bunch. And when I got some, like, soundtracks, like Good, Bad, and the Ugly and stuff for a few dollars more, old soundtracks, a lot of them didn't, were just the vinyl and the sleeve, and they didn't actually have the inserts, like the rice paper. Yeah. That's another thing. You can go online, you can get plastic inserts. So they're actually smaller than the bigger inserts that the the main cover piece fits into yeah there's also a smaller version where you can fit the little record into it then there's the seven inch singles there's those little vinyl pieces too yeah and then the smaller pieces for the seven inch records themselves well and the other thing is is when you're like collecting and you go used you don't know if you have the original released insert either because some of the inserts have the lyrics for the album on them and things like that, but and then if you go get a used one, it's like just a generic white one or something, and yeah. you don't know. So if you're like a completionist collector, that's when the rabbit hole gets fucking endless. Yeah, because I mean, you're thinking like 
a good analogy, like a VGBS analogy with like the NES games. Yep. You know, like so you you get a game, but you know how a game would always come with like the random the random stuff, like Nintendo Power um, subscription card. I would almost say that it's more like the game coming with the manual. Because in, inside the box, because the game manual and box are the three pieces. It's just like the vinyl, the sleeve, and the vinyl and the box, like the the vinyl, uh, the the paper protector. Because it like especially the ones that have like the lyrics. Yeah, like, that's the that's the instructions. That's, that's the direct material correlation, but the ambiguity correlation is like, what did this game come with? Like, what did this? What handouts did this game come with? Yeah. What, like Nintendo Power Ad, what little like slip of paper to come with? So that's the ambiguity. Like, what else did this vinyl come with? What did this vinyl look like originally? Where it gets like, geez. Yeah, and then you have actual like booklets and the little postcards and promo papers and like I would never yeah. be a, a completionist for for vinyl. No, it's actually not fun to do that because it's cool to be like. Okay, this thing has seen some years, so it's not going to have, like, all its pieces. The patina is real. Yeah, so that's the other thing. When everything is just perfect, it's kind of, like, anally, retentively insanity. Yeah, and the thing is, is that, like, vinyl's different than video games, is different than movies. Like, I have different expectations when I'm collecting a vinyl than I do when I'm collecting an NES game or something else. Yeah, I don't expect it to... That's the other thing, especially if I'm paying, like, nothing for it. Exactly. I mean, really, the price range. If I'm paying a lot for it, it better fucking not have any scratches. And the actual patina thing, I've been kind of, like, doing that with my NES boxes, too. I've been kind of... Because they have protectors for those, too. Like, when I put in the protector, it looks fine. So as long as I can get it cheaply enough, it's the same thing with vinyl. Like, it looks fine in the protector. doesn't matter if it has a couple scratches on the the cardboard cover has a dent in it or something I'm, I'll, I'll be okay it's like the people that get an arcade machine and then fix everything and buff out all the scratches and do all that like i almost prefer that you know people have played on this machine aspect like i like that i like that people played these records and that's actually good therapy for ocd people because being ocd there's a uniformity to it so Okay, now now one of your records has an imperfection. So now, guess what? It's okay for another one of your records to have an imperfection. Yeah, yeah, see? And then it opens up into like, oh, cool. I have an imperfect collection, but it's awesome that way. So you can deal with, for anyone who's OCD listening, that's how you can deal with that. It doesn't all have to be perfect. Yeah, it's like... My- both of our OCD has subsided a lot over the years, which is a good thing. Because you, you realize that there's benefits in the alternate um, solution of the, you know, the issue where, so it's not perfect, but there's a beauty in that too. Yeah, our like OCD has like, went away from the physical layer and has went toward digital. Like where we're sorting like every episode of Game Center CX or your whole music collection sorted perfectly on the computer or I'm doing a book layout. Like it all has to be exact, like perfect. It's like my almost like the book styles, like almost like a solace 
because it prevents me from being a jerk in the physical realm, like messing with my wife or worried about my vinyl collection for not being alphabetized to every perfect letter. Like I used to do alphabetizing like nuts, like spend like days like doing it one way and the other. Oh, yeah. And I've like stopped that because I started focusing those attentions in other realms. <laughs> yeah, with the vinyl, it's, I'll kind of put stuff in its own. Like I have a Doors section, there's a Hendrix section. So it's not really, um, the Doors will come before the Hendrix, but it's not because alphabetized. I just, I'm more of a Doors fan. Slightly. That kind of goes to like the certain record store aspect because certain record stores would have like the alphabetized sections, but they would have the the better bands like by itself, even not even alphabetized, like what their favorite ones were, would have like Doors, Hendrix section in a record store. I've seen that. It's like a classic Orbit music over in Mishawaka. Yeah, it's like recommended. Yeah. Disc Replay has that, like a recommended shelf. So you almost need to get that um, that little vinyl holder for you so that way you can have your recommended, and then you have in the vinyl holder, you just put everything else alphabetized. <laughs> That'd be freaking awesome because then because it still wouldn't modify what your current you know favorites forever will be because that shit's gonna get played like crazy. It's on constant rotation in your place. Thing with I guess the way that I sort it with Doors before Hendrix, kind of like Doors have more some like albums as far as like I think Hendrix he's got like three LPs and there's Band of Gypsies live show and then the rest are like fake like, Hendrix albums where they just, like, take a bunch of Hendrix songs and try to, like, make money off his, like, legacy. They're, like, cash, cash-ins. Well, those are the classic, like, min- midnight infomercials. Like, get the new album. But I would always buy a little cash-in album at SMJ Stereo every every few weeks. With the MP3s, I have every, like, Hendrix thing ever recorded that, that I can find. Same with the Doors. So it's just, that's just the completeness aspect of the, like you were saying, like the digital files. Oh, yeah, that you're the digital file, like, master. Like I want, like, everything, like, possibly, possibly you can get. But I also experience it. See, I don't just, like, get it and, like, put it in a folder and, like, walk away. Oh, no, Actually, yeah. I'll listen to it. Like, when I get it, I'm super excited. I'm like, oh, I haven't heard this yet. So I'll, like, give it a spin, and that's part of the fun is, like, discovery well it's like you spend as much time listening and as you do doing the other stuff and like even when we're playing games like at your place we have music in the background too like it's always going it's like the arcade you might as well have like all the um stimulus all this all the sounds of kyle's place there's like a million things going on it's great stimuli stimuli (laughs) (laughs) science class so yeah, we're about an hour here. Oh, I'm to think of nice. anything else we wanted to throw in here. Um, yeah, I'll just say like oh, yeah. for like needle replacements, get a diamond needle online, eBay. They're like five, uh, maybe seven, ten bucks at most. I I recommend scouring Craigslist to find a console player, but a Crosley is great if you're short on space and you want something that just just plays some and spins some vinyl. Like a Crosley's perfect. It should have a cassette player in it on the side. Yep, and an MP3 plugged to the back so you can plug in your iPhone and yep. listen to. That's a good point. Oh yeah, like there's a digital aspect yep, to it. There like is. You, 
Or you could even hook up your computer to it through a headphone jack. Like, you could do that, too. Yeah, you just need the right cord. Yeah, it's one little audio cord, and dabble do ya. But, um, yeah, it's super cool, and, I mean, vinyl's amazing. I will probably... Be, it'll probably be the only thing that I collect musically, because that's all we collect right now is, is vinyl. We don't collect CDs. We don't we don't have any CDs, I don't think, anymore. Like, we kind of phased out. Um, it's the same thing with, like, movies. We're only at Blu-ray and Laserdisc. <laughs> like phase out dvds like there's certain aspects where i'll have like my gaming documentaries only dvd but like same thing with like video game vinyl i need to figure out a way to display them all because that's the hard part is making it look amazing yeah not cluttering crazy it's almost a sin to like have all that amazing artwork and not display it but it has to be like displayed right that's the other thing in a way that's not too nuts. The crazy thing is, is we always find a way. That's the best part. Like, everything always finds its place. It is interesting. Like, when you're back into a corner, too, you're forced to find solutions. Exactly. It's typically perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's a freaking perfect Phobos militia hobby cast. <laughs> See you later, motherfuckers.